We are so excited to have you joining us for our fourth episode of this series around story work. Such an empowering season to walk through, to learn how to find ourselves, our wording, our confidence, and really our courage in our own life stories. I'm Julie Picconi, founder of Change by Fire and the Arizona Walk of Courage, and I am one of your hosts. My name is Lori Janik, and I'm a grief and trauma therapist, social worker, and advocate in the burn community for the past 15 years. Some of that courage and heart in your story comes directly from who you're focusing on, who you're sharing your stories with, your audience. And finding that right audience can further develop your sense of passion, excitement, and really engagement in the story sharing process. Are you ready to find and build the best audience for your story? Come with us and let's get healing. If you haven't learned through this series yet, stories are very powerful in our life. Our lives are filled with them. Stories we tell our friends at school, stories we tell around the dinner table with our family, stories we share and remember about loved ones that are no longer with us. So much of our lives are filled with stories. Stories allow us to connect to a sense of hope. They can make us laugh and feel really carried through hard times and often feel less alone. Stories build a sense of community with ourselves and with those around us. They can create a sense of connection, engagement, and purpose in others. So, Lori, knowing that stories are a huge part in connecting with others, how do our listeners know whom to find and build connection with? That's a really great question, Julie. And I think it comes to when you're ready to share that story of your own, when you've developed that passion, when you've found that confidence, when you've honed in on the wording. Part of knowing who to trust and share your story with and grow that sense of connection, who to trust with those details of your life and recovery, it's going to circle back to that brain and body. What is your brain telling you about who's showing up, about how they're showing up? How do people handle little pieces and parts of the details of your story? Who's been there? What's your face and your heart cues surrounding that? What are you seeing with your eyes? How is someone's expression... When you talk, when you interact with them, what is that feeling in your heart and your gut? Finding your audience, really an incredibly important factor in finding and sharing and living your story. It involves first finding those people you trust to share your story content matter with. And these might be people that can handle the details, the emotions, the vulnerability, really, that your story connects to, that can uphold your journey, the obstacles, the transformation of your own self with a high regard. And this might be a variety of people. It might be close family members. It might be friends who have been a part of your healing journey. It might be hospital clinic staff that maybe are aware of some of the details of your personal growth and maybe might hold a little more space for those details and be really encouraged to see that recovery from you and to hear about it. In sharing your own story, you're not just sharing information. 
about your life, about your growth journey, about your healing. But you're really sharing some vulnerable key aspects about yourself. Honest emotions, which what you've been through. Some human flaws and mistakes that have been made. And some effortful triumphs. Your audience, those you choose, with whom you can be authentic and vulnerable with and share these pieces of you and know that they're going to be held with value and space. In a way, finding the right audience for you is kind of like finding a new connection, a new relationship to build. I mean, if we think about that, it's finding the right audience. It's, it's someone where, you know, if I share a little piece of my heart, of my story with them, how do they hold space for that? Do they share a little piece, a little part of themselves back? Do I feel seen, feel heard, feel understood by them? I mean, that's a connection piece right there because you get a different gauge in your brain and your body from how someone's looking at you, standing with you, responding to you. And that's the type of audience you want to have in your story. Absolutely. And many individuals may choose to share their stories, especially those that really involve their healing and the recovery journeys with those of like diagnosis, injuries, and personal struggles. For those of you looking to build your audience, you may consider other survivors of burn and trauma injuries, someone who could understand the path of healing that you've been through, and who could really empathize and recognize how hard you've worked to get where you are. Fellow survivors can really help create a sense of understanding and really help you to not feel alone by allowing you to share your emotions to move towards future action and future goals. Lori, with your role in the burn community, can you share how survivor stories have impacted or affected other survivors? Oh, of course. I mean, and and I think the impact goes in a few different ways. So if I think of myself, and if myself being an audience, hearing the story of another survivor, and then there's also my witness of burn survivors sharing their stories with other burn survivors. So twofold. If I think of myself, I know from many of the stories that I've heard, actually from all the stories that I've heard, I've gotten something out of them as an audience member. I've gotten a sense of what someone's been through, of the emotions that they walked through in their journeys, of the highs, of the lows, of the difficult aspects. I have a greater awareness of them as a person and their life journey. And honestly, for just about all of the survivor stories that I've heard, and I only say just about all of those because I have a hard time with absolutes sometimes, but I've gotten a greater sense of respect. Absolutely. For what they've walked through and been through. I would agree. I think uh, you've obviously heard a lot more survivor stories than I have just based off of your roles in the burn community, but each one that I've heard and I've learned about and I've gotten to know I would say there is a huge amount of respect and admiration for their commitment to healing, um, obviously persevering through their struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, being extremely courageous um, when things got tough and they continued forward. So it was definitely something that was very inspirational Mm -hmm. and obviously recognizing that, you know, everyone's journey isn't, you know, unicorns and rainbows. It's, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and Mm -hmm. a lot of struggles along the way. And oftentimes those are the stories that have the greatest impact. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a value to, from, from myself and from yourself and from others and kind of like being the audience to other burn survivors stories is there's a role we have as an audience in validating 
and in stating the power of an individual story. Because people may, may not hear and get and understand that from others, depending on who they have around them in their life and their healing. And if we look at burn survivors sharing stories with other burn survivors, again, that's another, and I consider myself super fortunate to be able to have been a part or a piece or a listening ear in any of these stories. But in hearing burn survivors share their stories with others, which I've had opportunities to do in groups and in conference settings and the like, the amazing aspect of that audience is a sense of understanding of what they're walking through, that they're not alone in their journey, that there's others that have had to go through surgeries, have had to have grafting experiences, who are leaving and walking around with scars, internal and external, a sense of encouragement. Well, you know, if they've got through this, then then maybe I can get through this. A yeah. sense of validation that, you know, I'm not a less than person. Well, I think it provides hope. Oh, 100%. You know, when, when they're going through their journey and they're struggling and they're having a hard day and to be able to see others that have probably also had hard days and that have had to struggle and push through and to see that where they're at in their journey, it provides that sense of hope that they can do this also. Mm-hmm. And again, like, where is that hope in some ways? That hope is coming from who you're sharing, who you're telling, who you're talking to, your audience. And so telling your stories, it's, it's not really that, that one-way communication of what you've been through in life, but in some ways, it's a dialogue. You're finding and creating and building a sense of trust and understanding with your life journey. And you're inviting others an opportunity to interact as well. And as you continue to build those pieces of your own story and the confidence and the wording to share, you can practice and build that sense of interaction with your audience in really a few fun ways to kind of test and find that audience you want to share your story with. You don't have to pick and choose to share and tell your story with everyone. And that's a big thing that, that I like to share with others, you know, within and outside the burn community. You get to pick and choose who gets to hold space for your story. And maybe that starts by sharing pieces of your story. And asking whoever you choose to share those pieces with questions about, you know, what what are your comments on this as you feel comfortable? Maybe inviting them to share pieces or parts of their own story. Again, creating that sense of connection and belonging in the sharing process. An interactive story experience between you, the storyteller, and your audience can really show that audience that you choose to be a part of your story, that you care about them, their perspective and their insights. And you recognize how your story might align and interact with and support theirs. So how might our listeners practice this skill of finding and building the right audience connection? Well, I think as we've already figured out, sometimes we learn best by doing. I would agree. <laughs> and especially if we're talking about stories. And, and so kind of Finding and building the right audience and practicing a little bit of the pieces that I mentioned before, um, our takeaway skill today around finding that audience, it's, it's going to revolve around those same things, around a little bit of acting, a little bit of doing. And again, in, by doing so, we're using our brains, we're using our bodies, we're having that overall sense of connection. So, and I'm going to talk about this in two ways. So there's the acted out method, and there's the draw it out method. 
So because building and sharing your story with your audience uses words to create a sense of an experience in your listener's mind and body, there's that brain-body connection. I think cognitive somatic connection is probably one of my most favorite things in life. (laughs) I would agree. It can impact our emotions. It can lead us to new ideas, new thoughts, and encourage action shifts in living. So it really does create a sense of connection, relatability, understanding, community as well. So we're going to get a little vulnerable in building that within an audience. So the act it out technique. And with all of our techniques, similarly, that we talk about, you can try them along same time frame with us, or it's something you can keep and take and carry with you and use forward. So thinking about your story, and maybe you only want to choose a piece or a part of it, if you were to act it out using the characters, the place, the issues surrounding, what might that look like? Yes, I'm kind of going that charades direction, but with a sense of purpose and intention. We're sharing emotions with your audience. We're helping them get a sense of how you see, how you feel your own story. And we're building up a sense of confidence as well. Think about the expressions on your face, the variations in tone that you might use for different characters in your story, the movement for different actions, different places. I mean, heck, if you want to get real with it, you can, you can even bring in some props too. I know many people that have brought home bandages and splints and different things from their hospital stay that, hey, there's a great little story piece and element right there. So feel your story and help your audience feel it as well. And just to play a little piece of it out here, because I love me some acted out technique, we're going to take a little piece and part of what may be many of your stories. Entering a hospital emergency room with a new burn injury. You're, you're getting wheeled in the hospital here, and I'm laying here in the stretcher. And yes, I am acting this out, everyone. I'm laying here in the stretcher. And I'm scanning and looking all around the room. My eyes are really wide. And I don't know what's really going on here. And my body's feeling all fluttery inside, and my fingers are twitching. And the doctor comes walking in the room. And he looks at me in the stretcher. Ma'am, can you tell me a little bit about why you're here today? And I'm kind of crunched over in in the gurney and, well, I was cooking some soup on the stove and my kids were running around underneath me. And when I took it off and I, I tried to move them out of the way, and it it spilled all over my leg. And I got really scared. And I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have anyone to really watch him, and so I thought that it would be all okay. And I waited for a while, and started to blister and it started hurting really bad and a neighbor came over to watch the kids and um 
her husband drove me down here and um and and I came to the emergency room. Um Am I going to be okay? So notice even from that, notice with my tone, notice with the words that I use, notice the actions surrounding. As an audience member, Julie, (laughs) what did you get out of that one? Well, I sensed a lot of hesitation on her part, um, feeling unsure, scared, um, a lot of unknown pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, a feeling of, you know, I think we all go through this from time to time of like, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of other people. I'll be all right. And putting ourselves not where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, as you're describing it, she kind of pushes it off, mm-hmm. thinks she can take care of it herself. And, you know, when she finally got there, there's this feeling of like, am I going to be okay? Like she's unsure of it. Mm-hmm. She's not really sure the level of the injuries. And she's really, you know, obviously looking to the doctor to provide her a feeling of safety, Mm -hmm. a feeling of peace, probably a feeling of they have knowledge and they can provide a sense of security to her that she's in good hands. Could you get a sense of the emotions that I was going through? The, the, The sense of trepidation, like... Yes, I could. Mm-hmm. I had my eyes closed. So I was <laughs> walking through it right there with you. So, and that's, again, like just that technique that can help you as you build and as you share your, build your own story for your audience. That's a good checkpoint as far as are they getting what you're going through. Now, not everyone might be super comfortable with acting things out. And that's why we have our other method, because we all have different ways of doing things and learning things in this world. And this method, which is really the draw it out technique, it's again using that same idea from the first one. Maybe it feels a little more comfortable for you to start finding and connecting with that audience by artwork. Drawing can actually describe and get a sense and get a feeling, sometimes a little more fully than words can connect. And so with this technique, you think about, again, your story or a piece or part of it. And if you were to draw it out on paper, what it might look like, who might be there, what might be happening, thinking about what parts of your story you might be most willing to draw to detail first. I mean, that can be a great confidence builder. And then you choose a person to share your drawing with. I mean, there's your audience check right there. Bonus confidence builder. Can they read? your story, your story piece? Can they get that sense of connection, engagement, what's going on? I mean, really, like storytelling is that universal language that societies have and have built on for decades, ages. We connect our feelings through our stories, through our journey, through the difficult and uplifting motions surrounding. And we get that greater sense of purpose through the hard. So if I drew out my story, and this one might be interesting, (laughs) if I took the same story, now Julie already has kind of advantage because she she knows what the story is. I'm eager to see how good you are at your artwork. (laughs) But I may be drawing, and I'll kind of describe it for you, I may be drawing kind of a gurney 
and a stick figure. Yeah, it's it's a stick figure. I will admit that. And I'm going to have kind of a, a curious look on my face. And I'm going to have a big, stark emergency room here. And there's some big open doors. And there's lots of machines here in the back just to increase the kind of fear factor. Unfortunately, a lot of hospital emergency rooms and areas have so many big machines and things in them that just can just really augment that uh, that fear that you go to. And then I'm going to have a doctor, which I'm going to draw this doctor is really big because I'm laying there in that gurney and I have a completely different sense of perspective. Everyone looks really big and super intimidating. And we'll put his scrub hat on and his doctor coat here. And this is a very rough sketch. <laughs> Pretty impressive. I'll draw a little cloud over my head. And so with this one, you would basically be gauging kind of what setting am I walking into? What might this person be feeling? Kind of what's going on here? Um, probably for affect, I'd draw a big cloud with like thunder marks over the ER because I'm kind of going through a really stormy, difficult time. But you can take an element of creativity here. And this may be for some people easier or harder as a way of kind of initially telling their story, of even getting comfortable within their own story and then sharing it with an audience member, with someone that maybe they choose that they trust that could hold space for it to get a sense of feedback from this. I mean, because you can you get from this same picture any semblance of emotions, sensations, fears, difficulties that I might be going through. Absolutely. I think the rain cloud with the, the thunderbolts and the lightning, you know, that definitely creates that stormy, unknown, uh -huh. little terrifying, you know, feeling. And this could be a really great way too, just drawing it out for kids to navigate and for kids to kind of share with and connect that pieces and parts of their story. Absolutely. We would love for our listeners to try out their initial storytelling with us as their audience. We can hold space for their courage and vulnerability. So if that's something you'd be interested in, please feel free to share with us your story, your drawings, your actions, or even a video. You can share with us at changebyfire.org. Change by Fire's mission is to help come alongside burn survivors, to help them in their healing journey, emotionally, psychologically, and socially, using alternative and complementary healing modalities. Speaking of healing modalities, for those of you in Arizona, Change by Fire will be hosting the third annual Equine Therapy and Wellness Day on Saturday, November 4th. We'll explore different healing modalities, complementary in a safe environment to help support you in your healing journey. This is a family-friendly event with activities for the kids, services for the burn survivors and the families to experience and a community of connection and healing. So to learn more, visit our website at www.changebyfire.org. Here's to finding that right audience for you, building that sense of vulnerability and connection, and creating a greater sense of healing and intention in your life journey. We are excited and honored to be on this recovery road with you. Until next time, lean into the change, 
Create the fire of healing within you and circle back to wellness. It starts with you. <laughs>